Welcome back to the All Things Reality Podcast, where we talk all things competitive reality TV, including Big Brother, Survivor, The Challenge, and more. My name's Champagne, and I'm joined with my co-host, Laith, and we are back with another Challenge Double Agents recap and review for episode 10. In this week's episode, we saw a civil war between partnerships and the Battle of the Ambers that we've all been waiting for. So, Champagne, let's get started. How did the episode start out? So the episode started off exactly where we left off last week. Casey's coming in. She's got her gold skull. She's pumped. Three out of the four Big Brother Alliance have their gold skull. So it's looking good for them. We got a little foreshadowing here. Devin's talking to CT. He says, you're my number one priority. If I win, you're going to go down because I want you to get your skull. And I think that was great because right now I'm kind of worried about CT. Is he going to have a chance to go down and get it? Yeah, I don't know for sure if he will have that opportunity because people are scared of him. He kind of is on that same level as someone like a Lolo who the girls are scared to throw down there to go get her gold skull. He's he's just the same because no one wants to go up against CT. He's a challenged legend and he has that aura around him of being such a beast, a former winner, a former champ. So no one wants to go even go up against him in an elimination, much less in a final. People are starting to get worried now, and obviously they knew this from the jump, and maybe they should have planned ahead of time, but people are getting worried. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty where it's like there are very, very limited options, and technically you don't really know when the last skull is going to be placed. So yeah, I could see a little paranoia going on, but it's good to have someone that's on your side. That's where the kind of alliance, the friendship helps, where if you get that power, you're able to help out a friend. Yeah, and I really hope that CT can get that gold school. I'm really curious to see how the gold school twist plays out with partnerships because we don't know how it'll work if one partner has a school and one doesn't. And that kind of like leaves a lot of mystery about the season going forward. But regardless, I still do want to see CT go in to get that school. And it is really nice that he has someone like Devin on his side who would be willing to put him in. And then after that, we saw randomly a Gabby and Fessy showmance. They were just randomly talking and then they just made out for a little bit, which was kind of weird to me. Fessy's so weird to me. I don't understand him. Fessy, he does this approach, the same exact approach he did for Corey. He's playing that, oh, I'm an introvert, kind of, I don't know, not sympathy card, but he's playing that, I'm an introvert, blah, 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 blah. Nah, it's a sympathy card. Yeah, and Gabby's kind of buying into it. We saw Fessy a while ago try to make a move on Gabby, and Gabby was like, uh, I don't know, but but yeah, I know, it was kind of it's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, it was just kind of weird and random. I mean, just interesting to note about. But then after that, we saw Lolo and Nam arguing, um, which is kind of funny. Like, I don't know. I don't know why I found it funny. It was supposed to be maybe a serious segment, but I just thought it was pretty funny because I feel like the solution is so easy. I think that Lolo is just kind of like being very selfish and doesn't really care about Nam and what he is trying to communicate to her. And obviously there's a language barrier there, but still you should try your best not, he speaks perfect english from what i've seen so i don't see how there's that consistent issue and she's like i need a man who understands me and let me point out the producers tried to cut that down to make it seem like she was trying to like like get with him which he she was earlier but like when she was saying that she was talking about a partner not in a relationship partner as a challenge partner but it's just like weird their whole dynamic is just weird and i whenever they're on screen i find it hilarious 
going off of that, every time I see Lolo and Nam get screen time, I know it's going to be a fight. Like, I already know. Every time they're together, I'm like, oh boy, here's another one. Here's another one. But they're at a breakfast table, you know, just... And then they just have to start a fight out of nowhere. Yet again, both see what's going wrong from different angles. Lolo is saying, oh, Nam, you're so stubborn within the game, within our team dynamic. And Nam's like, you know, we're like fire and ice, but we can still work together. And then Lolo's saying, I've been catering so much to you. Nam thinks the complete opposite. Nam's like, I've done my part too. I just, I've never really liked Lolo at all. I think she always tries to put the blame on on Nam and unfortunately Nam is such a good guy but she always has to place the blame on somebody else and Nam is tethered to her so unfortunately Nam gets the brunt end of everything yeah for sure you're totally right I don't know what Lolo's deal is I don't know if she's there to play a game if she's just there to, to find a, a boyfriend or what but shouldn't she have been training for the Olympics at this point I mean <laughs> I don't like what is she doing I don't understand she like she really confuses me I mean I mean, it doesn't make any sense. But moving forward, we saw Big T and Amber kind of having a conversation about getting their gold skull. And then Gabby straight up just says how fake Amber B is. And she's not wrong. Amber B is pretty fake. She was playing both sides for a while and she showed her cards last week. But she didn't throw herself down into elimination and she was crying in this scene about how she's so scared she's not going to get her gold school and she lost her opportunity. Uh, we saw it later in the episode that wasn't the case, but she was scared that she did lose her opportunity. But it's like, come on, bro. Like, you just had the opportunity. You're going to cry about it immediately after. Like, come on. Like, it's not like that. You're kind of just playing the victim. You lie to your friends. It's just like, <sighs> I don't know. I'm kind of over her. I'm kind of ready for her to go home. I don't know. But yeah, Gabby is basically saying, hey, you showed your cards last week. Why are you still trying to be friendly with all the rookie girls? You know, Big T. And Gabby just sees right through her. She thinks Amber B is just super fake. But honestly, if you have the chance to go down and get your gold skull, I say go for it. Because now we see everybody struggling, getting real nervous about it. So I think if this is going to be the case for future seasons, you just got to take the opportunity when it comes. Yeah, for sure. I like the twist that they put in with the gold skulls where you need one to get into the final and there's a limited amount. So I like that twist and it really adds a whole element. It's a whole different game that they're playing now because everyone's trying to get a gold skull. Before this, in prior seasons, you would never want to go into elimination. If you could skate by to the end without going into elimination, you were solid and you could you could still go through. Some people, the big threats wouldn't even go into elimination because people were scared to go against them because a lot of times people would call out somebody else. So the format change is really interesting to see and I kind of like how it's making people think on their toes and have to switch up their strategies from what they've done in the past. Absolutely. I'm all for the gold skull twist. And yeah, like you said, there'd be big threats that would just escape by the entire season. Or you would see the opposite. You would see layups skate by because they're like, oh, we can easily beat them in a final. Let's bring, let's bring the layups to the final because we're going to beat them. And if we saw in World of the Worlds 2, I think there was some statistics where it was like eight people went to the finale and they never even saw an elimination. And there's two sides to that. You think, wow, that's great strategy. And then you see, wow, they did nothing for the game. Why are they in the finale? They don't deserve to be in there. So there's two different sides to what you're thinking. But in World of the Worlds 2, it was really upsetting to see the same people go in again and again. We saw Theo go in like three to four times. Bear was going in constantly. Georgia was going in week in and week out. I, I'm all for the gold skull twist. I think it is a fair way of saying if you want to go into the finale, prove it. 
Exactly. Um, but then after that conversation, we saw the daily challenge. It was called Black Sand Ops. It was basically, there was a hundred lit torches and at each torch, you could dig up a puzzle piece. And if you found a puzzle piece that correlated to your puzzle, you could bring it back. Or if it was not yours, you could share it with somebody else or also decide to hide it. So we saw the, the strategy that went into this because you had to get all 10 pieces. Whoever was able to build it the fastest won the double agent status for the week. And we saw the strategy. A lot of people were hiding Devin's puzzle pieces to Devin and Gabby's. A lot of people were giving Fessy and Anissa them. A lot of people were giving Cam them. And what's interesting is towards the end of the challenge, some of the people who were being given puzzle pieces were still having to look for them. Whereas someone like Gabby and Devin, who no one was giving them puzzle pieces, they were among the first or second to get to that puzzle. And I think that's extremely impressive for Devin and Gabby because in this type of challenge, you benefit from having a big alliance or having a lot of friends in the house. That benefits you because they're trying to help you out because they know if a friend is gonna get the double agents, maybe that'll help benefit them. If you don't have that big alliance, that is a disadvantage to you. You know, we saw a big brother alliance working together. We saw Josh and Nani really benefiting from this. You know, they got their puzzle pieces first. However, Gabby and Devin, you know, they're at the hugest disadvantage because multiple teams, multiple teams were finding their puzzle pieces and they were actually burying them deeper than they were beforehand. So it was really interesting to see that strategy of come up and actually this strategy didn't even really benefit them because Devin was actually the one that brought it up and said, hey, we need to start looking at the holes that were already dug up because no one's trying to let us know where it is. So they made a huge comeback. They started digging through all the previous digged holes and they were able to find them like that. And they also had a strategy where later in that challenge, Devin goes, you memorize the bottom half. I memorize the top half. And it worked out for them. It was a very smart strategy. And a lot of people weren't playing very strategically in this game. They were kind of either just working together as a team and thought that would be a good strategy. But we saw that individual strategy triumphs group think in this sense. Whereas Josh and Nani are not very good puzzle people, but Devin said he really specializes in puzzles. So they were able to get that done really quickly and they ended up winning that challenge. They came from behind. They were the ones to win that challenge. And we saw Devin was like drunk on power. He was saying how he is so excited to go after all of his enemies. And it was an interesting dynamic because Devin has a skull, Gabby did not. So it's an individual game kind of at the same time of it being a partner game so Devin you're putting into Gabby's head like oh you don't want to go in we should go after bigger threats we should go after bigger targets so even though in the beginning she wanted to go in for her skull we saw by the end of the episode she was listening to what Devin was telling her and she wasn't really as into the idea of going in as she was prior yeah and I mean Devin was on a power trip you know he's the type of person that wants to make big moves and I mean I respect that. He wanted to target the Big Brother Alliance, which is smart for his game. Why would he not? They don't like Devin, so why would Devin do them a solid and keep them away from elimination? It wouldn't make sense. But on the other hand, it's so difficult to have this kind of pairing. It's very easy to have a pairing that two people do not have their gold skull, like CT and Big T, Lolo and Nam. Both of them don't have their gold skull. And it's nice to have teams where... Both of them have their gold skull. Cam and Kyle have their gold skull. Casey and Leroy have their gold skull. But when you have a team like this, 
where one person does and one person doesn't, it's hard because Devin doesn't want to throw himself in. He's already got his gold skull. He's golden. But Gabby's like, I need to take this opportunity while I have time. So, I mean, we see this reoccurring throughout the entire episode and I see both sides of it. You know, it's it's difficult. Because we didn't know who was going to be, whether it's going to be a guy's day or a girl's day because there was no rogue agent this week. So even though the guys had gone in a couple of episodes the girls haven't had the same amount of opportunities for schools as the guys have had. So it was kind of up in the air. A lot of people were saying it's a girl's day, but no one knew for sure TJ could have pulled a fast one and made it a guy's day because Devin had a school. So people are trying to fight for schools now. For the men, for the men someone with a school always has to be in an elimination now because you're always going to be fighting for a gold school. So it's interesting because you didn't know what it was going to be. It had Devin and Gabby came down, maybe it could have been a guy's elimination. You never know what's going to happen. So obviously Devin's going to pull all the strings he can to make sure he doesn't go in there because he already has a gold skull. He just has to make sure he can chill all the way through to the final. Right. If there's no rogue agent, you really don't know. There could be a big twist where maybe both the double agents have to go in. I don't know. There could be a big twist. Who knows? So I could see why Devin wanted to protect himself. It makes sense. And he wanted to go after the Big Brother Alliance. So I totally see where he's coming from. You know what I don't understand, though? Why did he decide? We're getting a little bit ahead of it, though. But he decided to go after Amber B instead of someone like Casey, where Casey's a little bit bigger of a threat. And she already has a gold school where Amber B is not as big of a threat and she was kind of handing them a school in this sense that a lot of people didn't, it was a hall brawl. So Amber M who was eventually voted in was at a huge disadvantage. But we're, moving, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. When they get back into the house, we saw Devin was kind of throwing in everyone's face. He wrote out a sign that said, VIP lounge, big brother sucks, like non-VB people only. And they were trying to move people around to strategize to get the Big Brother Alliance out. Devin was talking to Cam and Kyle. They were trying to get everyone together to go for Josh and Nani. I think his original plan was he wanted to do uh, Josh and Nani maybe versus another Big Brother team. But there was always like a big back and forth. Cam said she's running for whoever she wants to vote for. She's not really into that. And that's kind of how that unfolded. And another thing, I think... Gabby wanted to go into elimination, get her gold skull. I mean, if she had the opportunity, do you think she's going to stay with Devin? Absolutely not. And it was funny because I forgot to mention this. When Gabby and Fessy were talking, Fessy was encouraging her saying, get your gold skull and switch partners. And Fessy wanted to switch to be with Gabby. And honestly, I let's be honest, Fessy does not want to be paired up with Anissa. And I feel bad. We haven't gotten much screen time of her lately, so I'm not really sure how she's feeling about that. Honestly, I think it's just he's a little love struck. I don't even know what he's thinking. But um so we see Fessy kind of encouraging Gabby go down and switch cuz honestly having Devin as your partner is I don't know, it's a risky business just like having Wes. It's a risky business having it. You know, he was trying to do his magic and in the end it didn't even really matter. Um, Devin is yet talking again to Cam and Kyle, saying let's rally the house vote, Josh and Nani. And guess who pops up? Of course, <laughs> Josh and the house intervenes. And this could have been a potential for another big fight, but Big T comes in, says, guys, not tonight, let's not do it. Devin walks away, which honestly I'm really surprised about. So there was a potential for a big fight, but that didn't happen. 
Yeah, but so moving on past that, it was kind of like he just walked away, which is kind of shocking that Devin didn't engage. He kind of just walked away and moved on. But then a fight we did see right after this, once again, we see Nam and Lolo fighting. This was like a real legit fight that they had. They were agreeing that they should just give each other space for eternity. It's kind of crazy to see this is like a full-ass breakup that they had, kind of. Even though they, they weren't dating, but... They really kind of broke up in this sense. They were just fighting for, once again, not really a legit reason. It's not something to be that upset about. But moving into that, we saw the deliberation happen right after. Lolo was begging, please vote us in, please. So either one of us can go home and or one of us can win and pick a new partner because I am over this and I want to be done. Like she was begging, which is a horrible strategy. Why would you tell everyone that you want them to do that? Obviously, if I was in their shoes, I would make sure that you are as weak as possible because you're freaking Olympian. No, I totally agree. When they were fighting in the workout scene, Nam was like, I, th I think we should go in. And there was a segment Casey said, I don't know if you know how this works, but just because you want to go in doesn't mean you're going to go in. You know what I mean? You got, she was like, are you campaigning? Let me hear your campaign speech. And he didn't have anything. He just wanted to go in. And you got to work a little bit harder than that. And I agree. Lolo, she was at her breaking point. She was trying to, you know, play the victim, trying to get sympathy votes. And she, yeah, she expressed how she was just at a really low low. Um, she can't be partnered with Nam. She's thinking that it's going to get her votes. But in actuality, no, you're right. We should keep you at your lowest point because you're arguably the biggest threat in the entire house. So why would we give that opportunity to you to go in, get your gold skull? And honestly, who wants to be paired up with Lolo? I don't think any of those guys want to be paired up with Lolo, despite she is great athletically. That doesn't matter if you don't have good chemistry, if you can't work together. That athleticism goes out the window because you need to be able to communicate. So honestly, I don't know if Lolo is ever going to get the chance to go in. I mean, I guess we'll see later. But another thing I want to mention in the deliberation, I thought it was very interesting because Amber M, straight up, she goes, I want to go in. I think this is my best opportunity. And Corey is like hyping her up. And I think Corey was actually doing this for strategy. I was thinking about it and I was like, Corey doesn't want to be partnered with Amber M. I mean, I hate to say that, but he doesn't want to be partnered with Amber M. So let's go into elimination. Assuming Amber M is going to lose, he goes rogue again. He's safe for another week. And then he gets the next partner who wins. So I think it was actually brilliant strategy by Corey. He was hyping his partner up, saying, you want to go down, this is a good opportunity, let's go down and get that gold skull, when actuality, he wanted to get rid of her. See, I understand the strategy from one side, in the sense that she's going to go home, he wants to get rid of her, because they all thought it was a girl's day, but when is he going to get his gold skull? Has he been eligible ever to get a gold skull, to go into an elimination? Because he's always a freaking rogue agent, so if he continues to remain as a rogue agent when it's eligible for a guy's elimination, he's never going to have the opportunity to even get nominated, voted in, put in, anything like that, he's not even going to be eligible because he's going to remain as a solo agent. So I don't understand exactly what he's going for. If he stays on this kind of path, he is never going to have the opportunity to go get a gold skull. I totally see that too. And I was thinking like, this is his sixth partner he's lost. So in reality, what he's been rogue so many different times, he's not eligible for elimination. He's not eligible to get in that skull. And I feel bad for him. You know, he just got the really, really short end of the stick. I wanted to mention this too. Amber M, she was coming in hot. We look back to two episodes ago, she was with Michi and I remember her blatantly saying, 
um, I don't want to go in. I just don't think that's our time. Um, we want to stay here in the house. And now that she's partnered with Corey, she goes, yeah, I think this is a great opportunity for me to get in my, to get my skull. So I don't know. I don't know if something flipped within her. I don't know if maybe it was Corey doing his magic, hyping her up, but it was just crazy to see probably that, what, two episode difference of her saying, I don't want to go in and now saying I'm ready to go in. Definitely, it was a crazy flip, and it shows how important it is to have a good or a bad partner. I'm not saying Corey is a good or a bad partner. I mean, he hyped her up for her to go get her gold skull, and if she had gotten her gold skull, we'd be praising him right now. But you just saw that it really does depend on who your partner is, your attitude, your actions, how your game is played is all really impacted by who your partner is. But so because of that, we saw in the del deliberation, Amber and Corey both wanted to be the house vote. They were po both pushing for it. Lolo and Nam, same thing. But we move into that secret vote and Amber M and Corey are compromised. And it's kind of crazy because Devin was upset. He realized that his master plan he originally had really couldn't come to fruition. Yeah, he was working very hard. And I think he realized that he didn't have as much power as he originally thought. I don't know, Devin's still on that strategy where he wants that Big Brother Alliance broken up. And then Gabby's, she's still wishy-washy. Yeah, so we saw that fight between them. She wanted to go in, he didn't want her to go in. So that's where Devin's work of slowly building it up of, oh, you don't want to go in, you don't want to go in, we should go up to these people, they're bigger threats, blah, blah, blah. And it worked because we saw at the elimination, Gabby didn't want to go in, which is crazy because at this point, there's such few gold skulls left. You have a hall brawl, you're, you're a physical trainer, and although Amber M is your friend, if you put anyone else in, it's almost guaranteed that they're going to win. Not that I don't love Amber M, I'm a huge Amber M fan, as I've said before, but she is just a lot smaller and a lot skinnier than any of the other people that were options to go in. And we saw that because it they ended up nominating Amber B and Darrell to be compromised. And it was a girl's elimination. And Amber B quite literally ran circles around Amber M in this elimination. Yeah. And honestly, even like at that point, we still didn't know if it was a girl's or a guy's day. But even TJ was like, are you sure, Gabby? You don't want to go down? Like... You don't have many opportunities left. So at that point, we knew it was girls' day. And come on, there was literally CT saying, this is the reason why we kept Amber M so long. For that easy gold skull, what are you doing? Why aren't you taking this opportunity? This is probably one of the most guaranteed, I mean, I hate to say that, but this is one of the most guaranteed easy gold skulls. Why didn't you put yourself down there? And this whole episode, she was talking this big game. She wants to go down. She was fighting with Devin. I want to go down. And then at the last moment, she doesn't. It just, I don't know. It, it it didn't make very much sense. Right. But then we see that blind side with Amber B. She actually had no idea she was going in. Even Nani wanted to go in. Nani was getting upset because Nani wants her gold skull too. But I almost think it was more fun this way because we got to see the battle of the Ambers and they don't like each other. And I was hoping to see a little bit more contact, but I'm not going to lie. I think Amber M, she had some hits in there. I saw her get down low and she had some points of contact, but it was... At one point, did you see she literally dropped the ball? Like, what was she doing? <laughs> yeah, I was a little confused. This elimination was, like, very underwhelming because I, I had high expectations. I love Amber M. I hate Amber B. They have had a rivalry this entire time. I was excited to see them go head-to-head, -head, and I found myself, like, on my phone during it. Like, I was not into it because it wasn't as heated as you would have expected it to be. I don't know. I saw her drop that ball. What, what was she? Isn't the whole point bringing it from one ball? Put it, I don't think she understood what was going on. I mean, maybe she, like, 
I mean, it's hard for me to say because I was in her shoes, but I can imagine that she probably was just so flustered from all that strong collision that she was just so flustered that she didn't even realize she was dropping the ball. Right. And even people were like, Amber, what are you doing? Like the ball, like that's the whole point of getting the three balls across. And they were like, what are you doing? Yeah, why did they not nominate Big T and CT? Devin literally said early in the episode that he would throw CT a bone. They knew it was going to be Amber M. They saw it was a hall brawl. I don't understand the logic of putting down Amber being Darrell. It kind of feels like it was just like to give them a gold skull. Because obviously I love Amber M, right? But Big T versus Amber M, as you said, would have been a really good matchup. And if it was CT versus Corey, I think CT could have pulled it out. So... It's interesting that earlier in the episode, he's saying he would have thrown him a bone, he would have thrown him down, but he didn't. He put down Darrell and Amber B, of all people. Just didn't really make much sense to me. I, I don't know. I felt like it was almost a personal, not attack, but like almost a personal thing because Gabby blindsided Amber. She hasn't been getting along with Amber for a couple weeks now, but the strategy behind it wasn't very smart. I mean, basically anyone against Amber M maybe aside from Big T, is basically having a guaranteed easy gold skull. So the strategy behind it wasn't very smart, but I I think it was definitely a personal kind of decision on Gabby's part. Exactly. But so we saw it kind of bit her in the butt because Amber B ended up uh, beating Amber M and she decided to stay with the row. So I honestly, as I said, I was pretty underwhelmed by the elimination. It was exciting to see the Ambers go against each other, but I really wish it wasn't a hall brawl. It kind of pisses me off that they did a hall brawl when they knew Amber M was going in. That's kind of a slap in the face, but obviously they probably had it prepared ahead of time, but I wish it could have been a more individual, not really a headbanger because it could have given Amber M at least a chance against someone like Amber B. And it was kind of disappointing to watch because I really love Amber M and I hate Amber B. And I just don't like that. I keep seeing my favorite people go home week after week and get dominated and squashed on by these people I don't like. Um, this episode, I mean, we saw that Devin went on a power strike and honestly, I think that's going to bite him in the butt unless if he keeps winning, good for him. But like, I don't know. I'm predicting next week is a guys, obviously, and Devin's been kind of crossing a lot of those bridges. If any one of that big brother alliance wins power, Devin's going to be the first one. Like immediately, I just know Devin's going to go down. So honestly, I think this whole power strike didn't really, he didn't think about the long term. He was focusing on getting out that big brother alliance and he ended up not even doing that. So the people in the house are still going after him. So I don't see a bright future for Devin. I don't know. It's hard to say because with the the mid-season trailer, we kind of saw a sneak peek. You know, Nani was crying. I don't know if Nani's going to get a chance. I don't know if Lolo's going to get a chance to go in. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm excited to see, though. Yeah, so for going forward, I feel like I can see someone like Cam... Um, someone like Leroy, I could see them making it to the end and their partnerships as well. They both are in pretty good partnerships. I could see either of those duos in Cam and Kyle and Leroy and Casey going on to win the whole thing. Um, my earlier prediction of Big T and CT, they're not really looking too good. I don't know. I love them, but I don't know if they'll be able to make it to the final. I don't like Amber B., uh, but she's unfortunately getting some traction. I really hope she doesn't make it to the end. But by the way that they're editing her, editing her, it's looking like she might make it to the final. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen, but I think it may happen. And I'm kind of d- disappointed by it. Because if I see an Amber B and Darrell win, where has Darrell been this entire season? He showed up for a couple confessionals in the last few episodes, but really does not do anything else otherwise. So 
I'm hoping that doesn't happen, but I'm thinking it might in the future. I don't know. I mean, we saw in the mid-season trailer, uh, CT and Big T were very upset. Big T says, you lied to me. And CT was like, I didn't lie to you. I broke a promise. That to me is foreshadowing that CT might get his gold skull and he might switch partners. That is the only foreshadowing I could possibly think of unless there was something else going on. I don't know. I just, I don't see a bright future for Big T. And right now there's only one, one gold skull left for the girls. So how many people don't have their gold skull right now? There's Gabby, Big T, Lolo, and Nani. Four people fighting for that last gold skull. So we might see two people not even get a chance, which honestly, that's their fault because they knew this at the very beginning and they could have prevented it by going in when they had the chance. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, that wraps up our Challenge Episode 10 recap interview. Let us know what your thoughts about this episode are and what your predictions are for the future. And we have a lot of content coming your way, so make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. If you're liking what we made so far, leave us a review on Apple Podcast with your feedback. We love hearing from you guys. Thank you so much. So you guys can find me on TikTok at LOLLath and Champagne at All Things Reality. So I've been actually going live a lot recently, guys. I know Champagne goes a lot, live a lot, but I kind of just go on there and just rant. Um, I don't really have too many followers as much as Champagne does, but it's kind of fun to just go on there and like talk like with my, my five or ten um, people that watch it. So shout out Katie Korn. I know you're always on there. Love you, girl. My One of my biggest fans, one of my biggest supporters. Um, I love talking with you in my lives. If you guys want to listen to to me rants um also jillian i know there's a girl named jillian who's always commenting who said she loves champagne and listens to our podcast so shout out to you guys love you guys for coming on my uh lives and listening to our podcast so um shout out to them if you guys want to be a part of those shout outs come on to my lives um not very many people come on them so if you want the chance to get to know me a little bit better hop on those champagne's going live all the time Immediately after a challenge episodes, usually she goes live to talk about her thoughts on the episode. So make sure you guys check her out there as well. Um, if you guys have any requests or comments, you guys can check us out. Um, send us an email at allthingsrealitypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you next week with another challenge episode recap and an American Idol episode where I take you guys behind the scenes of my experience on American Idol. So keep an eye out for that. <laughs>